Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. I want to talk about the spirit of glory. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say the, the spirit of glory. Please say it again. Say the spirit of glory. <coughs> In 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 14, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. It says that if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. See the spirit of glory. Now, the Holy Spirit is also known and called the spirit of glory. I want to give a definition of glory, which is a very basic and simple definition. Glory is God expressing. So anything that will express God, it brings glory. It's expressing God. However, we, the Bible talks of the glory of man and the glory of God. The glory of man is anything that depicts man as the main thing and brings focus, admiration, attention, appreciation, and praise just to man. That is the glory of man. See, when, so when the Bible talks about the glory of man, we are talking about what brings appreciation and attention and praise and honor just to man. So, Bible talks in John, uh, Acts chapter 12, there is a man, a king, he was called um, um, Herod. And Herod gave an oration. He spoke so powerfully. And the people all with one voice said, ha, this is the voice of a God, not the voice of man. And he didn't point the glory to God. He took it. <laughs> you see, I'm very powerful. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. Bible says that the angel of the and the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God, not of a man. He was talking, but he 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 he, he pulled the show so good that people were stupefied. They were over-impressed. This is a God, the voice of a God, not a man. And the verse 23 says that, and immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. Because he didn't give the glory to God. Smote him because he, he gave not the God the glory. He didn't give God the glory. So when people are praising a pastor, pastor, oh, you are amazing. He should always remember that. No, it's God. It's God. So Paul said that, I was given amazing revelations. But because of the abundance, verse 7 of first, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, said, but because of the abundance of the revelation given me, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, revelations, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh. 
Yeah. A messenger of Satan. Something was left untackled so that that thing can always remind me. You are man. You are man. You are man. You are man. You are not all that. 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 The man, the king, Herod, did not give the glory to God. So the angel struck him. So we will see, they are telling you. And he was eaten by worms there, just there. And obviously, can you imagine you are standing somewhere and the person starts worms are. You go back. Hey, what's this? What's this? It doesn't matter how much you like him. You have to. I, I, I don't know. People distance themselves from him for him to know that he's, he's just man. Like the other time when I was preaching, I made a statement that the best amongst men are at best man. The best amongst men are man or are men at best. In the best you can ever be, you still are just man. You have to go to bed. You have to eat. You have to drink. You have to use the washroom. You have to bathe. You are just man. You're just man. We are nothing but, it doesn't matter how glorious we are, we still have clay feet. Clay feet. It can be broken anytime. Clay feet. So we must, see, humility is a big, it's a big virtue. Especially if God can take you far. That's one of the things that I always have to remind myself of. And believe God by the grace of God to keep myself humble. There are a lot of pastors who were supposed to be pastoring 1,000-member congregation, but they got to 300, and it entered their head. God said, I think I'll, I'll just leave you where you are. Because even 300, you can't handle it. How much more? 1,000. It will kill you. Yeah. Your little achievement has entered your head. Slightest thing you progress you make is ah, it's, it's, it's me, it's me. You change your car so your your walking change. When you come to church, as just some of us, if God makes you a millionaire, nobody can give you a seat in church. You suddenly say that no, this chest when I sit on there, it doesn't help me because the, the nature of my travels. So I have to bring my own chair. Unfortunately, sad to say, there are some of us, you see, you just, you, we just don't know what's in us. Some of us, if God makes you big or gives you wealth, your children may never even have access to you. Because you are too big, you don't, you, have, you don't have time. Some of us, if you become big, you will divorce that woman. You will divorce your wife. Because suddenly you realize that she doesn't deserve you. There are better, nicer ones. Nicer women. Nicer women. You forgot that it's this same unnice woman who stood with you when you were nobody. Many people get destroyed by wealth. Out of 100 people who can handle poverty, only 1% can handle wealth. Poverty is easy to handle it effectively. (laughs) Wealth. Wealth. So, wealth. It's important to understand that when we fail to give God the glory, we are putting ourselves at risk. There are three things the Bible says that nobody should touch it because it belongs to God in the Bible. Number one, it said the glory is mine. Yeah. 
He said, God said, this one is mine. Don't take it. The glory is mine. Number two, God said, vengeance is mine. Vengeance. I will avenge. Vengeance is mine. So you don't worry. Leave vengeance for God. Number three, God said, the tithe is mine. <laughs> so those of us who are taking the glory, God will come after you. Those of us who are taking the vengeance, into God will come after you. Those of you who are taking the tithe, God is coming after you. Vengeance is mine. So Nebuchadnezzar, I think in Daniel chapter 2, sorry, chapter 4, verse 34. So he said, somewhere there, he said, um, Daniel, he says that, is this not the Babylon that my hand has built? I think verse 32, I believe, somewhere there. Is this not the Babylon that my hand has built? That my build, me, I have done. And that night, yeah, verse 30, then the king spoke and said, is this not the great Babylon that I have built for the house of my kingdom by, my, by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? <laughs> Nebu? Nebu? Is this not what I have done? Is this not what I have achieved? Is it not what I've done? Look, look at my achievements. No, I can no one can talk to me like I don't look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Is this not that? Is this not that? Look at the next verse. Whilst he was the word was still in his mouth, when he was talking that rubbish, whilst he was talking in the in the mouth of the king, there fell a voice from heaven saying, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. God reacted from heaven because of the way he was talking. Anytime you are talking to place emphasis on your importance, please be careful. Because there might be a reaction from heaven. You, if, you, if you are not born again, there might be a reaction from heaven. That is what is called the glory of man. The glory of man. But unfortunately, it is natural to seek glory. When you dress, you want everybody, oh, wow, you're amazing. When you do something, you want everybody to clap for you. Wow, you're the man. You're the woman. And it's natural to seek. But when that becomes the core of our, the foundation of our living, we are seeking. John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 44. See what he said. How can you believe which receive honor of one another? And seek not the honor that comes from above. Now, the word translated honor is glory. You seek glory from one another. John chapter 12, verse 43. For they love the praises of men more than the praises of God. Now, the word translated praises is glory. It is very easy to like the praises of men. No, it's, there's nothing wrong to like it. But if you like it more than the, the praises of God, what God says about you is more important than what men are saying about you. So Jesus said, these people, they like the praises of men, the glory of men, more than the glory of God. Praise God. May we not be people who like the glory of men above the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Bible talks about how efficient, sorry, um, 
2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord. Somebody say the glory of the Lord. As in the glass, the glory are being are changed into the same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, when you read verse um, 16, it says that, okay, verse 15 and 14, it talks about how the Israelites, it talks about how the Israelites, the when Moses came from the presence of God, there was so much glory in his face that they said, Moses, we can't look at you. Moses, Moses. So Moses had to put a veil on his face to talk to them because they couldn't look at his face. Now, even though it was an actual event, historic or uh, historical event, it happened in time, it also had symbolic significance. The significance was that but the Bible says that even up till now, when the Old Testament is read with the Jews, there's still a veil covering their face. They can't see. Is there? Did you see that? Even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So even though it was something physical, it carried spiritual significance because they couldn't see what God was trying to show them because they had a veil in their heart. Then the verse 16 says that nevertheless when it shall turn uh, when when it shall turn to the lord the veil shall be taken away you are watching away from christ from the lord is what is keeping you blinded about significant things of your life and your future so he said but if we turn if we shall turn to the lord turning to the lord means turning away from something if you thought, I was quoting this the other time that it says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witness, let us run with perseverance. The race that is set before us, doing what? Looking unto Jesus. The Christian life, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus, not on pastor, not on ch- just church, not on money, not on your problems, not on your circumstances, not on your testimony. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Because when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, that is when it all begins to make sense and you can get clarity. So he says that if we turn, but if we turn to the Lord, watch this. He said, nevertheless, when he turns to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. All right? Now look at verse 18. I'll come to verse 17, but look at verse 18. But we all, with Open faces. Give me um, um, New King James. What does the New King James put it? Do you see that? Unveiled. So the veil, when you turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. You have been unveiled. The veil is taken away so you can see how you ought to see. You are seen, but your, your, your sight or your vision is not clear. It's blurred. Looking from human point of view, we have blurred vision. It is when we turn to Christ, that's when you begin to understand life. You understand your life. You understand how things are going. So, said, when we turn to the Lord, the veil is now. Verse 18 says, we all with unveiled faces, beholding us. It's like you are looking inside a mirror. Beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. So when the veil is taken, you end up seeing actually the glory 
in a mirror, and guess what? What you begin to see is what you become. So you begin to see the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the, what you are seeing is what is going to ah, come on. You are not being transformed into what I am seeing. The same image being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. The same image you are seeing is what is you are transforming into. But it starts with an unveiled face. And look at verse 17. It says that, verse 16 again, but if, uh, nevertheless, when one turns, huh, I like this, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The next verse. Now, the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is the liberty. So, when you turn to the Lord, and he said, the Lord you are supposed to turn to is the spirit that is responsible for the unveiling. So, this whole glory and unveiling thing has to do with the spirit of God. Because the Lord is the spirit. When you turn to the spirit, who is the Lord, then the veil is taken away. Then, guess what? Then you can behold the glory as in a mirror. You can't see the glory with a veiled face. So at best, you will only be focusing on the glory of men, not the glory of God. But when, oh, when God wants to bless you, one of the things he will do first is to point your focus to his glory. Now, in Acts chapter 7, in Acts chapter 7 verse 2, I like that one. Acts chapter 7 verse 2. Whoa. This is from verse, let's do it from verse 1. I know I like, I like reading. This is Stephen. Before he was stoned, he was asked to speak. So Stephen, tell us what you think. They are accusing you of all kinds of stuff. Then the high priest said, are these things so? And he said, men, that's Stephen, men and brethren, the father, men and brethren and fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Sharon. The God, of, who appeared? Who appeared to Abraham? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Think about it. The God, of, I, was, I was telling some of you the other time that it says the God of glory appeared. Abraham must have seen something because he said he appeared. What did he see? He saw such glory that he couldn't have refused to obey. He saw something. So that's what they also, look at verse 55. Verse 55 says that, <laughs> well, but he being full of the Holy Spirit gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. Stephen was, was martyred, shouting the Lord Jesus. Why? He saw the glory, so he didn't give up. When you see God's glory, that's why we have to be careful. We don't get distracted to be focusing on man's glory. And when God shows up, the first thing he wants our attention to come to is to see his glory in a certain dimension. You can't see the entirety of God's glory and live. Because even in heaven, the angels, they lift their eyes and they see God's glory. And then they bow. Holy, holy. Then they, then they see another one. They bow. So they keep doing that. Because you can't exhaust God's glory. But, but an aspect of his glory can, we can experience. That's why we sometimes, it's good to come to church. And in the midst of the, in the atmosphere, some of us, you, pick, you, see, you see, you encounter God. Something touches you. You feel like, oh, wow, God. It's not 
not the beauty. It, no, we can be in a jungle and still you can experience the glory yes, of God. Yes, yes. So it's not the, the screen. It's not the, these things are not the glory of God. Yes. The glory of God is in a, it's a personal experience. It's a personal experience. I pray that may the glory of God, may you come into the glory of God. Amen. Now, it's important. God is the God of glory. Everybody say the God of glory. God. That means he's rich in glory. All throughout, because of my time, I would have shown you all throughout. In fact, when man fell, according to Romans chapter 3, verse 23, Romans 3, 23 said, Romans 3, 23 said, for all have sinned, So every human being is short of God's glory. And watch this. When you become born again, God is bringing you into glory. That's the message I'm trying to. And he is the spirit that is responsible for bringing you into glory. So you will be changed from glory. When you are born again, your life gets progressive. 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 Even Bishop Oedebo puts it this way. He said, you are an object of envy amongst angels. How dare you become an object of pity amongst men? Even angels are envying you. How will men, men pity you? When you are an object of pity for a long time, something is wrong. You can't be walking with God and every time people feel sorry for you. Of God, walking God, and every time people feel sorry, unbelievers feel sorry. That, oh, sorry, oh, sorry. No, they must look at you and say that since I met you, my life has been better. Amen. Like Laban said of Joseph, my my flock was little when you came, but since you are coming, God has blessed me. Your bosses must be able to tell that since you joined this company, something good things are happening. Your mother must be able to, your father must be able to say, your siblings must be able to, as for this child, there's some things you change. It's things keep getting better. When your, your other siblings are fighting and going, their marriages and going back to family meetings for something married, you don't go because your marriage is good. They can see the glory of God over your life. And I'm telling you, you are going to go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Shout hallelujah. I want to introduce you to the fact that you are an object of God's glory. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, there are so many scriptures. Pastor, I'm sure when you open your eyes in the scriptures, you will see the, the glory of God is everywhere. So always talking about the glory of God. The glory of God, and the glory of God is not reserved only to, the, to God. I'm talking about glory of God being visible. Bible says when they dedicated the temple, they dedicated the temple, the glory of God filled the house to the extent that even the priests could not worship. The glory of God was like a cloud. And Bible says that they saw a cloud appear. Exodus chapter 24, verse 16. They saw a cloud appear. And the glory of God appeared. They saw it. And now the glory of the Lord rested on the mountain. They saw. They, see, so you can see the glory of God. It's, however God is going to show you, he has a way that people's at, attention will come and say, of a truth. You know when they crucified Jesus? The soldiers say, of a truth, this is the son of God. Yeah. What did he see? Did he see? He said, Offer truth is the Son of God. Yes. I am believing God that we 
We don't become that kind of, those kind of Christians who are void of glory. Mm. Void of glory. You are not attractive, not physically. There must be something about you that makes people want to be you. Because you are working with God. Joseph was in prison, but he was prospering in prison. He was, every prisoner was under him. He went and met some of them there, but when he went there, he was a prosperous man in prison. Why? Because God was with him. As I said the other time, he, a man who has been in prison for rape charges, a virgin. A virgin in prison for rape charges. And yet, he, he learned how to keep his his faithfulness to God, and God started lavishing his glory on him, even in prison. I don't know what situation you are going through, but very soon, very soon, the glory of God is about to manifest over your life. People who feel sorry for you, let me tell you, especially some of you ladies, you have taken Christ serious, and it looks like no man is showing up. And some aunties are telling you, go for those parties. Wear some short dresses. Go so someone can see you. But, or they are telling you, the man likes you. Just let him sleep with you and have your child. Oh yeah, this is normal advice. Yeah, just get someone to sleep with you, produce a child for them, and then eventually maybe you can force them to marry you. And some of us, your mother, even though she's a Christian, she's supposed to be a Christian, is telling you, listen, I want to see my grandchildren. I want to see my grandchildren. So I don't, anyhow you get it, produce, produce, produce them for me. And sometimes you can understand where they are coming from because it's not that they are malicious, but they are being realistic about a certain section of your life. And sometimes, how about this? When you are always in church and others seem to be doing better than you in the family, and every time they... they Listen, just stay focused, stay faithful, and practice the covenant. The problem is sometimes we are in church, some people are in church, and they won't practice the covenant. You are not doing it fully. You are not doing it fully. You are in church, you are serving, but you are always grumbling memory. Every time you are the first one. And so you are short-circuiting the blessing, the flow of the blessing. So you are in church, and you, you are in church, and you will not, you will not be... When we say let's pray, you say no, I'm not interested. Well, anything. So you are in it, but you are out. And so people look at you, and nothing is changing. When you look at someone who is active in church and nothing good is showing up, it says there's nothing wrong. Because if you are doing it right, you will get results. If you are doing it, you get results. I'm telling you, not everything will be perfect in your life, but lines that things will begin, lines will begin to fall in pleasant places. Yes, yes, yes. yes. If you do it right, you will see God right. Yes. Amen. It's true, sir. I'm giving I'm giving my time, I'm paying my time, and I'm not seeing anything. And the way you are talking, that's why you haven't been seeing it. Because you are doing it with an attitude. You are doing it in unbelief. You are serving in unbelief. You are serving, but always complaining. Always. I could have gone with this man. Has it not been for church? But I don't know what God is doing. Every time, different men like me. I can't even go with them. But ask for me, I won't say anything. I go on. And you are complaining and memory and complaining and memory. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Yes, but the fact is that 
If you do it right and you practice it right, you will get glorious results. I see you getting results. Bible talks about how there was a time, Paul, he came from a shipwreck. Acts chapter 28. And as soon as he came for, he gathered some, the place was called Melitus or Malta. He was gathering stones, uh, sorry, wood to light fire. And so when he gathered the wood, they lit the fire and a, a very poisonous snake, venomous snake, came out of the fire and on a postman, bit him because that snake, the people knew that there's no way you can remain alive if a snake like that bites bite you. And the people said, no wonder this man is an evil man. Yeah. Yeah. They said, the natives, so when they saw the creature hanging on Paul's hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he escapes the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you see, you, you, listen, listen, Somebody got, somebody had something negative about you or they saw how you lost your job and they passed negative comments. Now we knew this one, she would never be able to keep the job. No one will employ her anyway. When she says she's got a job, we knew she's not going to last there. And sometimes you hear some of these comments and it breaks your heart. And sometimes, watch this, sometimes you will hear people say things about you that can break your heart. It can make you very sad. I wonder, is that what this, how? Is that, is, is this me they are talking about? Me? I am talking to somebody that you will hear things about yourself, especially if you choose to do it right. You hear things about yourself that will shock you. Yes. Is this what they are saying about me? These are my friends. I told, is that what they are saying about me? And some of the things they will say about you, it looks like it's so true and you can't defend yourself. That's right. And that's what hurts more. And this is why you have to look unto Jesus. Yes, yes. Look unto Jesus. Because the truth is, listen, I'm, I'm, as I'm getting ready to come to an end, the truth is, that no one looks up to God and ends up being looked down upon in life. What I'm trying to drive at is, most of us, once you start serving God seriously, you are going to have a opposition from friends and family. Family. And some of the comments family will pass about you simply because of your church. Because of your Christ, it can be very heartbreaking. But this is is how you do it. You stay focused and you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. God will glorify you before their eyes. God will glorify you. When you walk with God, you will make progress. Amen. When you walk with God, your life will see progress. Amen. Some of you, since you started taking church serious, look at you. Look at you. Are you not better than who you used to be? And people cannot, they can see it. That's what I'm talking about. People will see it. They may not admit it, but they will see it. Amen. They will see it. There's no one who is working with God and does not see progress. 
They are not seeing glory because he's their God of glory. Yeah. They, you, a whole king told Abraham, please leave us. You are more than the nation. One man walking with God. You, uh, he obeyed God. A king said, please go. You are more than this nation. You're, you're, you, you are too great. You are greater than us. Walking with God. He's the God of glory. And he's bringing the point, the message I'm trying to say, through the Holy Spirit, God is bringing you to glory. Amen. Yeah. He's bringing you to glory. Bible says that when Christ, Colossians chapter 3 verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, when he shall appear. said so when, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will be, appear with him in glory. So that is talking about the appearance of Christ. It shows us, it brings us in glory. Colossians 127 said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7, he says that we speak this thing, said that, but we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages to our glory. To our glory. In Hebrews chapter, I like this bit. Oh, this is the one I like. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10. It is fitting for God. In bringing back for, it is fitting for him, God, for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. He's bringing us into glory. We are not just by ourselves. He's bringing us. He's bringing us. He's bringing us. He's bringing us. I see you entering glory. I see you entering glory. I see you entering glory. In the name of Jesus. Please be seated. Tell somebody I'm an object of glory. I refuse to be pitied among men. Men look at you every time they feel sorry for you. Every time, sorry, you lost your job. Sorry, you don't have money. We will help you a little bit. Okay, you call me later. I'm very sorry. Every time. No. That is not when you work with the God of glory. When you, I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm a living witness. When you work with God, you see glory. Amen. When you go work with God, sometimes the price to work with God is where we fail. Sometimes one we focus on the glory of men, so we get distracted. You are you started singing in the choir, suddenly you want everyone to clap for you. Wow. If they are not clapping for you, leave it. God has a way when He's ready to show, oh, show His glory on you, He will do it. God has a way of glorifying you. When men refuse to see you, He has a way of making you be, identi- be identified. In bringing many sons to glory. How about Romans? Romans chapter 8. For those he foreknew. Those he foreknew. Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Is that all? No. So those he predestinated. Watch this. For those he... Verse 30. Those, uh, moreover, whom he predestinated... These he also called. Whom he called, he, he also justified. Whom he justified. This he also glorified. Hallelujah. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. So when you look at the progression, it has a starting point and an ending point. 
The starting point is foreknowledge. The ending point is glory. He glory. He said, don't see also justified. He glory. Justification means you going through a certain process to prove that God has actually called you. Going through a process. Don't abort the process. Don't abort the process. You are in medical school. Three years you want to run away because it's too hard. No, don't abort the process. Don't abort the process. Don't abort the process because there's glory at the end. There's glory at, and you have what it takes. And watch this. You have the spirit of glory. The spirit of glory is the one who is going with you. And guess what? Ah, that's what I was saying. Listen, listen, listen. Me, you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Carries. They should wait. They say, oh, carries. Carries, they look nice. They should wait. Why? Because it is from glory to glory to glory to glory. A spirit of glory. There are too many scriptures. There's so many myriads of scriptures. But because of my time, let me add this one. This one is so good. In Second Peter chapter one. Oh my God. The songwriter says. Our strength, thy grace. Our rule, thy word. Our end, the glory of the Lord. Remember, in Proverbs, so in Ecclesiastes, it said the end of a thing is better than the beginning. How you end is more important than how you begin. Some of you, you are in the middle of your life story and everything looks haywire. You have to look at Jesus and know that your end shall be the glory of God. Your end shall be. Is it your career? Is it your studies? Is it your marriage? Is it your health? Come on! Come on! I have been young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken. No, he's seen death for rain. I don't know. This year looks like it's coming, running to an end, and still there's no hope in sight. When you look at the things that you have been through and it doesn't seem to be abating. It's not abating. Things are not slowing down and Satan is intensifying pressure. It looks like there's no hope in sight. It looks like, oh, come on, this is God. Why me? Why me? Come on! Your end will not be shame. Your end will not be shame. I heard one great man of God made a statement years ago. It just never left me. Years ago, this over 20 years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. About our end. It says that sometimes we cry so much in our crisis that when God does it, we are even ashamed the way we cried. Oh, 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 oh. You worry and fret so much. Why? You fret so much that afterwards, after God has done it the way he said he would do it, then you are, you are even ashamed. So why did I even cry like that? Why did I cry like that? Oh. We are not like those who don't have hope. We 
are not like them. It is fitting for God by whom are all things, for whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory. He's not leaving you midway. Don't be afraid that they will laugh at you. Now they may be looking at you. The Bible says that they looked at Paul. They said, now look at this man. Look at this man. Look at this man. That he escaped shipwreck and now look. Look. You have fought this immigration thing. You fought, fought, fought. fought. As soon as you got your papers, now you are sick. People will pass comments. They'll pass comments. And look, look at your age now. No one wants to marry you. Look at your age. And sometimes it will come from people who you think will rather understand you. Yeah. And they pass that comments. My Bible says that Paul shook the snake into the fire and suffered no harm. Verse 5 of chapter 28 of Acts. And the Bible says that, but it shook him. And then verse, verse 6 says, and when? However, they they expecting that he should swell up and suddenly fall fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long, they are looking for a long time. They heard you say you found someone is going to marry you. They are waiting. They know it won't go anywhere. They are looking for a long time. Now they have rather had the announcement of wedding. Hey, they are looking for a long time. Now the wedding is getting close. They are looking for a long time. The wedding is about to happen. They are looking for a long time. The wedding happened. And then they say, oh, you, when you marry, you even have a child. And then as soon as you married, you had, you had twins straight. When they looked for a long time and saw no harm happened, they changed their minds. <laughs> they will change their mind. I said they will change their mind. 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 They changed their, their mind to the other extreme and they said, Ah, he's God. He's a God. He's a God. They will say about you, You, you are too much. You are too much. You are a God, or you are favored, you are special. They begin to see you way above their level. Why? Because when God is with you, your end will be glory. Your end will be glory. It doesn't matter your past. When God is with you, your end is meant to be glory. They will change their mind. That scripture, the last scripture, I need to read it. Sit down, let me read that. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 1. I like the scripture. It says, Simon Peter, a servant of uh, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, to, the, to, um, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. It's the same. The faith is precious. It's precious faith. If there's something precious in your life, it's not your job. It's not your relationship. It's your faith. Peter calls, we have, you have also obtained this like precious faith. The same precious faith we are operating by. Like precious faith. Why? Precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and uh, God and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Peace be multiplied. Not only come to you, it's going to be multiplied. Grace, you are going to receive multiplicity of grace. 
multiplicity of peace. So shall it be for you. Now, this is where I'm coming to, verse 3. According as his divine power has given us, uh, given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that, uh, him that has called us. He has called us to glory. So he called you, come, 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 come. You are not coming into shame. Oh. He said, come, come, come. Called you to glory. This our calling is calling unto glory. It's a calling unto glory. He says that the knowledge, this mystery is ordained to our glory. This calling that he has given you, that's why he said Christ. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ, Colossians 1, 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your neighbors one day will say, oh, he used to be our neighbor, now he's so big. Now he's so big, yeah. Some may not know who you are. They only know you've been going to church every time, going to church. After you have left and moved on to another neighborhood, a better one, and they hear about you, they see you on the news, they say, oh, but that guy used to live here. Yeah, they didn't realize that that was someone on their way to glory. That was someone on their way to power. That's someone on their way to glory. Shout glory! Glory! This year, you must see the glory of God. Our end, the glory of God. So we have to, you are going to end this year, watch this, not with your head bowed. You are going to end this year with... You will be springing with joy. You will be springing with joy. Because of what I just said, let me add this one. First Peter chapter 1 verse 8. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Look at it, look at it, look at it. That, 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 that one is good, that one is good. He says that, whom having not seen, talking about Jesus, whom having not seen you love, in whom, though now you see him not yet believing, Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable what fool. <laughs> you are rejoicing with spring. You can't explain it. Joy unexplainable. Before the end of this year, you there will be spring in your feet. Hey! Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Full of glory. Shout glory. Just get busy working, working with God. Let those who mock, let them mock. Let those who pass comment. Paul didn't mind them. Say that I'll prove to you. He didn't say. He just continued living his life. They changed their mind, not him. Because his mind, his heart, his face was fixed onto Jesus. So they will have to change their mind. Leave them alone, they will change their minds. Leave them alone, they will change their minds. Leave them alone, they will ch- just focus on Jesus because glory is about to show up. And, oh my God. Listen, listen, listen. When Naaman began, uh, Naaman began to fall before Mordecai, his wife said, if this man is a seed of the Jew, and you have started to fall, then you will not start falling. You will not stop falling. Because once you start falling, you keep going. Keep going. In the same way, once the glory starts, you keep going. You keep going. He said, he said, now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found favor in your sight, that's Moses talking to God, show me now thy ways 
that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider this nation is thy people. And he said, my God said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. That's shalom. Watch this. Shalom. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, don't take me from here. All I need is not money. It's not friends. It's not support. God, if your presence is not going, then don't take us. All we need is your presence. And watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Then he says that, verse, verse 17 says that, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Verse 18 says that, uh, put you on the screen, verse 18 says that, and he said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.